like an old person why do you do this i don't know i don't know i don't know if this will make it into the episode or not <laughs> an episode of what josh an episode <laughs> <laughs> oh it's great if we start off with laughter and <laughs> that face you're making <laughs> i'm still waiting an episode of what josh welcome to consume content my name is Josh. This is Matt. He's very uh, excited. He's well, very now that excited. I know what this is. Now that you know what this is. Thank you, Matt, for getting us started. So, Matt, do you have a list today or should we go off, off of my list? Let me explain what we're doing, right? Go so, ahead. I think from now on we're going to start off going down the list to make sure that one of us hasn't seen what the other is pitching. You know? Well, I think, well, we're trying it. Yeah, we're trying it. I, I don't think it should always be based off of a list, but I think it's kind of, we. it seems to go better when it's like one of us doesn't actually know the content and the other one's kind of telling them about it. Yeah, I agree. So I think we're exploring that a little more. Mm-hmm. I agree. And um, let's do one at a time. Right? Do you have something? Because I have something that's not on this list that I should add to this list that I've been watching this last couple days. Right? Have you seen the Orville? Uh, yeah. I've seen, I think, the first two seasons, or maybe just the first season, but I have seen it. Okay, so you've seen that, so we won't have to talk about that today. 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 Alright, do you have one? Um... Uh, informally so basically Informal, no yeah. i mean i can start listing off some stuff but um, if you want let's just we can go through your list list a suggestion let's just try it rapid fire uh no <laughs> all right so let's go down the list right all right have you seen we both seen murderville i showed you that already right have you seen the adam project with ryan reynolds yeah i have you have seen that that's fun that was a fun movie um, that was good. Obviously, you've seen Castlevania. Sure. Have you seen Castlevania? Sure. That show that you strongly suggested to me that one time, and we even watched an episode together. Sure, I, I watched all okay. of it. Okay. You watched, <laughs> did you watch the rest of it? No. <laughs> All right, cool. So, do you want to talk about that? Or do you want me to continue to talk about that since I've already told you once? Well, what else you got? What else? Okay. We got Kingdom. Have I told you about Kingdom before? Very generic no. name for a very fun zombie show. Oh, I know of Kingdoms. You know of I, Kingdom? I don't. You know of Kingdoms. Well, this Kingdom is a, a Korean feudal kingdom, right? Uh, not quite sure what the year is, but there are muskets. And so it's a feudal Korea with muskets 
political drama, intrigue, mystery, and zombies. And these are not... It's always... One one pet peeve I have, like, they never, they almost never do, like, magic zombies. You know, zombies that come from, like, curses and magic and, and shit. They always go with, like, the biological angle, right? And this is the this is the same case, right? But unlike uh, unlike let's say The Walking Dead, there is like a patient zero with these zombies, right? And like I mentioned before, it is based in feudal Korea. And if you don't know what feudal Korea is, it's just fucking swords and muskets and shit, man. It's weird. It's like think of the movie mm-hmm. Mulan. Think if there, if, there, if there was zombies in, in Mulan. They didn't have muskets. They had fucking fireworks and shit. They had fucking... Uh, they had some sort of fuck. They had gunpowder. It's basically what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Uh, like, imagine if, like... They blew shit up. If they blew shit up, right? And it's it's good. It's a really good political drama that uses zombies mainly as a political tool, Right? And I say right, but you have no idea what I'm talking about. What? What is this on? Where is this? This is on Netflix. I should start over, right? I should start over. There's a show called Kingdom on Netflix. It's a Korean drama, right? It's a Korean horror suspense full drama. Um, I'm assuming it's a Korean-made show. Yes, right? Korean-made. Okay. Wonderful cinematography, great action, great writing. I really recommend... What just watching it with subtitles, if you don't know Korean, right? I usually don't recommend the dubs, right? And this is one of those those cases where some of the feeling is lost. Some like you lose some of the actors' delivery from the dub, from the English dub. So I would say just watch it in Korean. Did you watch the dub too? I tried. Yeah, I tried watching the dub, oh. and that's why I'm making this comparison. I felt like a lot is lost. Wait, what? When you watch anime, uh huh. Are you a dub or a sub guy? I'm a sub guy. Is that okay. a pun? Is that a setup for something else? I don't know. Anyway, no, no I, there's I, al- there's already enough like innuendo mixed in with just that question. Yes. it's already a loaded question. It, exactly, that's what I was worried about. But this is a great show. It's mm-hmm. like it doesn't suffer. I'm gonna say right now there are are there two seasons or is there one season? I don't remember. Let me look it up real quick. All right, let me look it I'm up. I'm doing the Google. I'm doing the I'm Google. I'm doing the Google. I'm doing the Google, ma. No, don't do the Google. You, you sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure about that. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Netflix real quick. I saw the the link for the Wikipedia page on it, and uh-huh. the description said the first word was it's a political Korean zombie drama. It is a political Korean dra- zombie drama, right? So kingdom, I just, I, I get it. I I haven't seen a lick of this show. Okay, but I I've I'm hearing what you're saying, and I get what the show is kind of. You know, okay, based on what you've said so far. So I just, it seems so weird to me. How is it a political drama? Because the it's main zombies. it is zombies, but the main story really revolves around this attempted coup, right? Or these multiple att- attempted coups where people, multiple factions are fighting over the throne or the future of the throne. 
and it has your, your typical, you know, there's the king who's fallen ill. There's his son, his only son, but he's, you know, the son of a concubine, not the son of... He's the son of the king and a concubine, not the son of, like, the king and his wife. Right? And... Kind of a... Kind of a, a Game of Thrones thing going on. Exactly. There's a bit of a Game of, Th- Game of Thrones thing going on where he he has a stepmother who's younger than him. Right? Who's pregnant with uh, his father's child. And if the, if the child is born, right then the child becomes heir to the throne, right? And so the prince is left in this predicament, but his father has fallen ill. If his father dies, right, before the, the kid is born, he becomes king. Just a timing situation, right? And that's the position he finds himself in, but his he wants to just see his father, but he's not allowed to see his father. And... There's like another guy, there's this minister who's secretly in control of everything, sort of a shadow government type of thing going on. And in the, all in the middle of this, in the midst of this, there is a zombie outbreak. But you find out through, you know, the lives of these characters, how exactly this outbreak occurred and how it ultimately changes the political landscape and creates opportunity or obstacles for some of these political players. And it's just okay. wildly important, right? It's just like imagine... So, what's up? Tell me... Give me a percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how much do zombies take up the screen? Like, how much of the show is zombies? How much of the show is zombies? I would say, like... Maybe the number of times you see zombies, Mm -hmm. I would say maybe a fifth to a fourth of the show, but only because Mm -hmm. it really is about like once the outbreak occurs, once this thing start unraveling, it becomes sort of like the Jaws rule. You don't always show the zombies. It's not always about running from zombies. Mm -hmm. It's about preparing for the zombies, recuperating, rebuilding, planning. Right? Like, because there's a rule. The zombies don't come out during the day. Like, they're asleep oh, okay. during the day. So they have the day to recover and sort of re strategize. And then the zombies come back. The zombies wake up and they come back. And then there's a lot of like having to go back to square one because it's so unbelievable. So, like, the group of survivors from the initial outbreak will go to another town. They'll warn other people. Other people won't believe them. Right? And then, of course, the outbreak will spread. And then it's just a really good mix. Like, it sounds annoying, but, and it is annoying, just like to see other people not believe it. It goes like, this shit's real, it's happening. But of course, the logical thing is, that's not, that doesn't make any sense. The corpse, these corpses aren't going to get back up, right? In fact, mm-hmm. a little, just a little bit of a spoiler, just a little bit of one. The oh, second, no. the second don't, town I mentioned, right? So there, there's survivors from the outbreak. And then there's this second town. This people from the second town go over to the first place, and, and the first town, and they find these corpses everywhere because it's daytime now. The zombies are asleep and they appear to be dead. And so, to the other town, it appears that there was this massacre, like this 
genocide attempted genocide level event where like dozens of people are just dead and so of course they arrest the survivors thinking these people have done something atrocious what's going on they begin their investigation and whatnot and they go into it and they just don't believe the stories like it's it's pretty logical it's a logical reaction to finding a bunch of corpses it's illogical when you know that they're they're zombies and that they're going to get back up once the sun sets and so it is an interesting show and then all of this is a part of this political drama as well right the like it's both like literal fate of the kingdom is at stake and the future of the kingdom is also at stake at the same time like who will survive this outbreak who will not that makes it sound more like game of thrones but there's well, not it's kind of what's that's up? the vibe i'm getting it, it's basically game of thrones but with zombies it's better which, though yeah if you get yeah, to season well, if you get whoa, to season eight of whoa whoa i think it's there's only so the in reality there's only one season because there's two six episode seasons Right, so what they did was they split one season into two. Yeah, so there's a total of twelve episodes for seasons one and two, and I feel like together season one and two is one full complete story, right? And it's a little mm-hmm. open ended, but there's the there's those there's those two those two seasons stuttering a little bit. There's those two seasons, and then there is a sort of a prequel series sort of slight spin-off that's like a prequel to season three um it's not that good it's, it's not a prequel good. to season three yeah so there's like a sort of season 2.5 it's a special sort of yeah that has this one has how many oh it is a tv movie yeah it's a special okay yeah so yeah, it's, it's a special, special about essentially like one of the one of the main characters in the next season right because they sort of like did close the book on a lot of the characters in season one and two. And you have watched all this? I've watched all this. But I would say the, the first two seasons are great. Just fantastic. In terms of just like characters and writing and acting and cinematography. Like editing as well. The I usually don't notice editing. Like it takes me a little bit to notice editing. But this show is so well put together right it's just so well put together in its storytelling it's wonderful so if you had to compare it mm-hmm. to another show what is the closest comparison you can come up with i mean other than game of thrones and the walking dead which i believe this show is superior to both for like for what each of those shows oh. does well this shows be- does it uh-huh. better like Game of Thrones is all about political intrigue and political players and subterfuge, and The Walking okay. Dead is about yeah. like the, what are the effects on the common man? Like how would an, how do you get out of this situation? It's about the survival aspect of the story, and this is just better. I think I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of any other shows I can compare it to. We we gotta we, we gotta go over this. What are you what are you talking about? You you've seen all of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've seen all of Game of Thrones. Did you read the books? No, I didn't read the books. I'm not comparing it okay. to the books. I'm comparing it to the show. But, but you but. saw Game of Thrones seasons one through five. Right? I did. I did. I would say this is better. This is better than seasons one through five of yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I would. I would definitely say that. 
You sure you watched the same show? I did. I did watch the same show. You haven't watched Kingdom. I think I think Kingdom. Just my opinion. All right. right. So is that what this is going to turn into? What? Because obviously every week one of us hasn't seen something. You can't be like the other guys making fun of the guy for not seeing it. Do you <laughs> no, that's understand not what I like meant. the hell will descend into? That I'm sorry. I don't. That's not what I meant. What I meant to say was just like yeah, I've seen both. Right. I've seen Game of Thrones to through its entirety. Right. And I love. But Game has your what? has your opinion of it been tainted by season eight? The more recent. Mostly season eight, yeah. Uh, no, hold on. Sorry, sorry Grandma. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, not right now. No. No, no way. Hi, Grandma. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, yeah. Mhm. Right. Gather with your Grandma. Love you. All right. Bye. All right. She's leaving. She's going home. She's mad at you now. She's not mad. I'll read. I'll read the Bible <laughs> with her tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. what about today? What about today? I'll read twice with her tomorrow, okay? I feel like I, I can't... There's no, like... I can't, I can't cut my grandma out of the... This is just going to end up in the edit, but it's, I don't even know if they'll be able to hear her. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I don't know if you'll be able to hear her audience. And so... I I didn't really hear her, but maybe, maybe, maybe they did. Maybe, maybe not, but it's okay. So... Going back to your question, did did season eight taint my my views on Game of Thrones? I would say no, because I'm I consider myself a very forgiving viewer, also a bit of a a, a bit of an idiot. So like I don't see I didn't see a lot of the problems people were pointing out in season eight. Like I just mm-hmm. didn't. They weren't problems to me. There were just things that happened, and that was it. You know, it was. You know, the way Jamie Lannister d- uh, does that thing at the end. Ooh, spoilers for a show that people were very disappointed in the ending of. And that doesn't mean everyone's seen it. I know. I'm not spoiling it. He did a thing at the end of the season. <laughs> at the end of the series, big surprise. He did a thing. Right? He did a few things. And then, yeah. you know, the way, the way, like, I don't think it was a great ending, Game of Thrones. Right? I don't think it was. No, good. of course I, not. I think. I think they weren't prepared to end the show, is what I think. Like, I well, I mean, I have theories. I've read the books uh-huh. up to date. You know, like the mm-hmm. ones that are out, and I followed the show pretty well. Mm-hmm. Well, like I've watched the whole show, so I I've got my theories. Like there's there are there is more to unpack there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I agree. It wasn't good. I think other things are afoot, but. Other things may Ultimate. be afoot. We're, we're, oh, ultimately, what what mm-hmm. we got, yeah, was a House of the Dragon. Form. House of the Dragon's coming out soon. We're gonna watch it that. Is. Yeah, we're gonna watch that. We're gonna see what it's like. See if it holds up to seasons one through five of Game of Thrones. Why? Yeah. Why did I forget it, to silence my phone again? Oh, Josh. My bad. My bad. It's we're my... gonna need a graphic for that too. Oh my god, it's my podcast. I don't even. I can't even remember to silence my own phone. <sighs> Anyway, no, I, I think... Just, I resent that. What? It's our podcast. It's our podcast. Our podcast. Okay. Our podcast. This is a floss pick. This is a gun. <laughs> That's a pen sh- shaped at like a gun. Anyway. <laughs> it, it's, it's still a gun. Watch out. <laughs>
All right. <laughs> Sorry, it's, no. I, honestly, I am extremely intrigued. I, I feel like I had heard. You know what? What this stupid show, Kingdom. Uh huh. It's got the same problem this show has. What? No one's gonna remember that name. No one's gonna remember it's the name. It's too basic. It's too basic of a name. It's too basic of a name. But it's it's also like I'm sure like I don't know what it, the show's called in Korean, right? Like, uh, but maybe it is just called Kingdom in Korean. You know, I don't know. It could be. Yeah, yeah but it's just a very. I'm assuming it's just the Korean word for kingdom. Yeah, but it it's sort of like in terms of like the zombie element of the show. One of the reasons why it, it's so good, right, is because, like, you're watching multiple levels of society at once fall apart. And you're watching, like, human folly, human pride and other follies get in the way of survival. You know, like, people are, certain people are selfish or they're too kind or they're too mean. Like, just extremes of emotions are what get people killed in this show you know it's is that a moral they're trying to push like i don't think so too emotional is bad no i don't think so this i'm not i don't mean it in a in a moral sense i just mean like i'm trying to let me give you an example without uh spoiling anything you know there's what's an example i can give you without spoiling anything okay i'm gonna say at some point during the show there's a mother who wants to bury her son, right? He dies, and she's been told that we have to burn the body. We have mm. to. And she doesn't Classic listen. zombie yeah, trope. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't listen. She wants... She's a mother She's who's lost her only son, her only child. She wants to bury him. So she steals the body. She has the body stolen. And because she... Ha- she has it stolen. She has it stolen. I'm she, she she hires a guy. She she it's not that complicated. All you know is that she has it stolen and that you can assume she didn't do it herself. She's a little old lady, right? Oh, uh, okay. And so she stole the body and because she stole the body, she fucked everything up for a lot of people. Right? Mm-hmm. She fucked everything up because she she tried to bury her son. A completely reasonable ah. and rational thing. Right, and this is a this is a point at which they don't fully understand the rules to these zombies, you know, in this different zombie universe. What, kind of a callback to Walking Dead with that. Exactly, right. But the Walking Dead, they never reveal the rules. Right? Sorry, the the dogs are defending the house at the moment. No, no worries. I can't hear them at all. And so you can't, but no, you can't. I yeah. think it's showing. It's showing. It might show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's alright. Well, let me know if I'm interrupting you, but I, I feel like oh, there they go. But um, one day they're barking. They're barking at you. <laughs> it's you, Josh. <laughs> I figured it out. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I. It kind of sound. Yeah. No. It sounds like this has pr- pretty much everything i would need to be a really good show something i would truly enjoy it's yeah i love game of thrones i love walking dead well i love walking dead you know mm-hmm. as much as someone loves walking dead i liked walking dead i loved walking dead up until a point you know it, i fell that, off but that's 
I don't think there's a single human being mm-hmm. on the planet who has enjoyed it all the way through. Yeah. Who has watched every moment and watched and loved every single thing. Yeah. It I think it's come in waves for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was a great show. I mean it's it's ending now. Mm-hmm. I think they have uh, just a few more episodes. Yeah. And then there's a movie rick movie i think yeah at, at comic con i heard about that mm-hmm. i didn't go to any of the walking dead stuff but uh, you know it's pretty big there still so mm-hmm. i heard but yeah no i mean it was huge it used to be huge when yeah. it first came out the first season yeah. number one show on cable down. for years yeah yeah it dipped down second season but mm-hmm. recent soon after that came back up and then it kind of plateaued a bit yeah had ups and downs but it was a fantastic show at certain points mm-hmm. i agree and I absolutely I think agree. it sounds very similar to what's going on here, yeah. There's the zombie element. I mean, but zombies are the... Are zombies ever really the point of a movie? Is that really the true conflict? No. The... I, I think it's always used as setting, right? Well, not necessarily a setting, right? When used effectively, zombies, I believe, especially in this show, Kingdom, and in The Walking Dead, zombies are used as a type of character foil or a bounce board. They're a narrative device used to get people to change behavior, used to really, like, they say, you know, the old idiom that, like, you don't know what you're really like until you, like, suffer or go through some sort of conflict, you know, like, yeah, it, it's it's nature. It's it's a force of nature. It's a it's force not of nature. A character. It's mm-hmm. not the tool of a bad guy. Well, I mean, it can be. It can you know, be. It's been. It's but still, the whole point is it becomes an outbreak, and then it's just its own thing. Yeah. There's it's just a force of nature. You have to fight. Mm-hmm. And, and what it does is it it takes like zombies, especially in The Walking Dead. Zombies are used to sort of bring people back to non-civilization literally like zombies are used to remove civilization and bring back this sort of hunter-gatherer lifestyle conflict that we're not accustomed to in the modern world right so like your entire frame of reference and your entire way of being changes because you have to fight for every meal and every drink of water and you know, in the society we have now we've that we've built, you know, these are comforts that are taken for granted every day. And so the conflict is like, what would you do if you had to do this? Which is, that's the fun, that's the narrative fun of it, you know? Yeah. And just like I th- the debates. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very entertaining way to kind of push a post-apocalyptic or currently apocalyptic yeah. story. And it's a really interesting way of... It's really what it is, is a shortcut, a narrative shortcut in order to getting to what can we really expose about humanity in these very dire circumstances, right? So it's a, it's a completely hypothetical, I mean, fictional scenario. What oh, would you do? What? What? Wait, what? What? It is? It's hypothetical and it's fictional. Zombies aren't real as far as we know. As, of this, know. Re- as of this recording, zombies have neither been know. confirmed nor denied. It's kind of like the dragons thing, right? Yeah. It's like, the, how can every ancient civilization on Earth had a form of dragon? They must have been real. Well, Everybody you know, talks about dragons. Dinosaurs were real. So there you go. Anyway, uh, that's oversimplification, right? Why are there so many pyra- pyramids across the, the globe? 
Maybe because, I don't know, triangles are easy. But it's... Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Just, <laughs> you just build big and go smaller just, as you go up. Just it's go easier up. than a big rectangle. Just yeah. Straight it, up. Whoop. There's it. You build yourself an incline. There you go. I... Can I... Really mm-hmm. quick. It's not another poop burger story. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was... I, I went to where we went to school. We mm-hmm. went to Long Beach State. My freshman year, I took uh, Classics 101, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a total freshman class. But, you know, it's a Greek uh, class. I, I forget if it's specifically Greek, but mythology. Ba- mm-hmm. Greek mythology, basically. But there was this one guy in that class. Because you get all kinds in a freshman class. There, you haven't specialized at all. It's, G, it's a general ed. Yeah. There's this one guy who just wouldn't shut up. He, he was conspiracy theorist in training like he oh, and yeah. he would just go on and on and this was his his perfect playground to just spin his his yarns his tails but yeah he he had very similar thing he had a bunch of things to say about this you know the pyramids all across the world and yeah. the giant easter island heads and the the iceberg that they truly are the bodies go deep into the roots of the earth and mm-hmm. oh man for all hey maybe you knew him yeah, you might maybe, have had a maybe I knew him. I've known a few people like that, and I'm just you know I'm sad to say. People were just trying to make art back then, and you know what? Art sometimes, sometimes shit gets buried. Sometimes it fucking sinks into the ground, like fucking <laughs> Mexico City is a city built on top of a city that sank into the dirt. Like, isn't that kind of a thing? There's like. Yeah, Isn't, that's not a, just Mexico City. There's several cities. Several that cities, are, but like Mex- happened to. Yeah, Mexico City is like one of the famous ones where like they they keep was digging it, under the city, uh, like because it, it was, was like built on a swamp. It was built on a swamp, and then it sank into the swamp, and then we've built another city. Presumably, I think it's also sinking into the swamp. <laughs> it's pushing the other city. Yeah, and they're just gonna keep building until you hit bedrock. It's 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 really just gravity, like it's. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, it's always gravity, but it's yeah. its the earth, the soft the, earth underneath. The soft, yeah, I, the soft, wet earth underneath. I've watched something really recently. I think, I forget what it was, but it might have been a movie. But it, there was this one line in it where one of the characters goes, you know what I always thought would be a bigger thing in life? Quicksand. <laughs> why, yeah. why does no one ever deal with quicksand? Where, where's the quicksand? quicksand? Every kid grows up wary of quicksand around the corner you know that that soft patch of dirt you're walking through yeah. watch out for quicksand it's not a thing where's the quicksand yeah no we I've, were lied to yeah i've heard i've heard similar jokes and similar lines were just like i'm i wasn't offered drugs nearly as often as i thought i would be like what's up what are you pointing at behind you behind you what's behind wait you? i'm over here right yeah, you're yeah. over here yeah i'm over there there's a cat yeah there's a cat right there that's that's taco that no that's that's taco <gasps> So, Wait, what cat did we have last time? Uh, probably Buddy. Buddy, Buddy's around here somewhere. No, well, Buddy was the first one we saw. Yeah, and then I think it was a different one the second time. That right? might have been Thor. Was it Thor? Was it gray? Thor? Was he a, was he a fat gray I, cat? Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, it's probably so. Thor. <sighs> There's too many fucking cats here, man. There's too many fucking cats. Anyway, <laughs> you're telling me. Get getting back to the show, right? So, I would say. In a similar way where, like, zombies are used to sort of expose man's, human's true nature. Ugh. It's, this is well, very... That's... What's up? Sorry. Can I can I say, since you're bringing up that point again, mm-hmm. 
when it comes to zombies, their their purpose isn't specifically to reveal man's true nature. That's kind of the whole what I was saying. It's you could consider it a force of nature. Nature, just like completely overwhelming, world shaping forces yep. that a character might have to deal with, mm-hmm. does a similar thing, right? Like that's what they do. They reveal your true yeah. nature. Kind it of. W- it would function the same. Zombies function function in the same role as like a plague would, or a tsunami, you know, or typhoon. Yeah. But zombies are more interesting. Like it's it's got a more unique twist. It's, yeah. They can bite you. You can turn into one of them. Exactly. It's horrifying. You can become a part of that horde. It is just more interesting. Like it's inherently more interesting than a tsunami. These... Like, like there's yeah. there's well, some good there's some good movies yeah. about you know some good like good movies about tsunamis and whatnot i don't watch them because you know but i hear they're good i like zombies what's one what are they i don't know there there was one with tom holland where he's like really little and he's like i think it's the movie where like they just some white family vacations in asia or some shit or some you know some they go to some foreign country is he part of the white family yes (laughs) (laughs) wait no I, i gotta know I, is he, I hope he's part of the white family. No, I I gotta know what the movie is. Yeah, it's it's well. He I, was really I'm assuming little. he was really little. I think it was in the heart of the sea. I think so. That might have been it. It's 2015. No, he wouldn't have been that young. No, has to be older no, than that. I think. It. At least I hope. You know, but uh, he he does look pretty young, at all times. At all times, he does. But I will say, um, just going back to the show Kingdom, like it's the zombies are a political tool. I will say that there is a villain. There is a villain. It's his fault. Why the zombies are out and about? Actually, now that I think about it, um, I so can the actually. The show starts with no zombies at all, right? The show starts with one zombie. Well. Sure. Right, but he's it's contained it's like contained. there isn't currently an outbreak exactly right? there's no outbreak there's only like this political drama going on right and there's only one zombie okay. and then it gets out of control very quickly right there's you you watch you watch you go from like one zombie to dozens of zombies to hundreds of zombies to thousands of zombies in the course of a matter of days mm-hmm. and so you watch the whole outbreak happen Right, and you watch the country try to contain it, and um, again, it's just so good. Like, but now that I realize, there's sort of there is a source of the zombie disease. Well, it's not a disease, and that's I'm not spoiling anything, but it's not really a disease. It's excuse me. Either zombies can either be sci-fi or fantasy. I guess I'm just now realizing it is can be either one. It's technically sci-fi. Technically, because it oh, is it okay. is biological in nature. It is not magical. It, I mean, should we clarify the distinction between sci-fi and fantasy? Well, just so I, we're I on the so. same page. Like, well, like the OG zombies, Night of the Living Dead, you know, Return of the Living Dead. Those are magical zombies. They just arose one day, and they like return. There's no like scientific explanation as to why they're zombies no and th- there's not at all mm-hmm. and then it just happens one day and it, it's sort of flexible though it's sort of flexible they never say what the cause is and then in one of those uh old movies i saw like i think it was like return of the, of the living dead 
or Return of the Living Dead 2, something ridiculous, some sort of like, like there's not really any consistency between those movies and they sort of do that on purpose because of like legal reasons from way back in the day. But um, one of them, the zombies could actually speak and the zombies were intelligent. Um, in one of the zombie movies yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, in like okay. Return of the Living Dead. This one was in color. I think it was like it filmed in the 80s. And yeah, what, like. What did he talk like? No, they just talked like crazy people. Like it's oh. the the way the zombie described being a zombie was that there was a constant painful hunger that they needed to satisfy, and the only thing that would satisfy it was brains. Like it was like they needed to consume other people, and these the zombies were intelligent and organized, and the movie did not have a happy ending. Like the zombies won at the end of that movie. Spoilers, right? And <laughs> it's all funny movie hilarious movie right um but like that's that that's that right and then like you know think of army of darkness those are those are zombies those are the undead skeletons risen by a spell you know technically a zombie or if you can see what's up i i know what army of darkness is because we talked about it last Mm -hmm. time i think but i keep thinking of army of the dead Oh yeah, Army when of the you, Dead. When you say that, the, that's the new one, right? The, the new Zack one, Snyder yeah. one. The that's the, I keep thinking the heist that, movie. And I'm like, yeah, and I keep thinking, why does he keep bringing that movie up? Does he really like that movie? <laughs> it's an okay, <laughs> it okay movie. It's a pretty okay movie. Yeah, it was okay. I don't know if fun. I would really like. I don't know if I'd put push that push that movie on this podcast. I don't know if I would. <laughs> like, it's debatable. You know, it's a good. Well, that's a, the thing. It's a good the, movie. The point of the podcast is like stuff that we really like, yeah. like stuff worth visiting. Yeah. yeah. Army Army of the Dead, I don't think is going to get an episode. Army of Darkness, yeah. Army of Darkness, I think would, just because I think it's just that's such a fun movie. But anyway, so like going back to the Evil Dead franchise, to give an example of like supernatural zombies, the supernatural zombies. Those are the deadites, right? So those are people who are then possessed by evil demons, possessed by evil spirits, and they they sort of die in the process, and they can't be saved for the most part. Most of the time, they cannot be saved, and they just become these zombies that are these corpses possessed by spirits, as opposed to The Walking Dead, which is just like this mystery disease, this mystery plague that came out of nowhere, you know? Or take... Do we not... What's up? Do we not get an origin? Of, from for their virus in Walking Dead? No, remember the, the, in season one they never. No, they never do that. I, as well, far as I know, as far as I know, that's just one story. And I saw Fear the Walking Dead, yeah. most of it, mm-hmm. and that was much closer to the beginning. And even then, yeah, there's no, no explanation. Interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, World War Z doesn't ever go into like did they World War Z just treats it like a disease, like a plague. Did you read the book though? I did not read the World book. World War Z. I'm talking about it. The, yeah. But I mean, I did read. Does get into it a little. I read the Zombie Survival Guide, written by the same man, Max Brooks. So before he released, before oh. he came out with World War Z, he wrote Zombie Survival Guide, and I bought that like at a Hot Topic when I was a kid, <laughs> and it was a fun. Re- it was oh, like a Spencer's man. or something. That's where you get the best reading, Spencer's and Hot Topic. <sighs> it was a funny book. Like I thought, like oh, this would be fu- just fun, you know. Because it'd be like something akin to comic books, right? But the thing, what I I didn't know about Max Brooks, son of Mel Brooks, right, was that he is a highly educated man who gives lectures at West Point, right? Hmm. He gives lectures 
to our nation's smartest soldiers and officers. Like, that's what he he does as a career, as a real job. And on the side, he was just writing this fun book called The Zombie Survival Guide. Oh, I right? didn't realize all that. <laughs> but he he took his academic knowledge in or, and applied it to zombies and just made a book about, like, how to actually survive. Like, you don't – he's like, when – one of the rules is cut your hair, shave your head. You want your hair to be as short as possible. Because you don't want zombies to be able to grab you and pull you by the hair. Like just, just as an example, right? And he says, like, you don't want a motorcycle. You don't want a car. You want a foldable bike. Like, that's what you need. You need a foldable bike to be able to get in and out of places because traffic's going to be packed. Right? And he goes, Interesting. another rule is you need to get out of the city immediately. There's, It doesn't matter. If you're in a city, right? Any sort of place with a large population, it does not matter how tall the walls are. How thick the walls are doesn't matter. Like if you if you find yourself like oh I'm I'm in a building there's fences whatnot you still need to get the fuck out of there as soon as possible because it's only a matter of time before they either knock down the fence or climb over the fence or pile over the fence. It's only I mean, a, it's only a matter of time, right? With the movie World War Z, yeah. There you go. But though, even those were running zombies, right? He made the running and Tetris exactly, zombies. exactly. But in his book, and even in I, if I remember correctly, even in Zombie Survival Guide, they were walking zombies. And another thing was that he treated it as if zombies were a thing that always existed in history and in the world. So that they were like, if I remember correctly, there's like diagrams, like ancient diagrams, like ancient evidence of zombies existing and whatnot. Again, it was a fun read, but like he treated everything like as an actual survival scenario, right? To the point where, like, there's actual, you know, zombie prepping advice that's actually just, like, actual emergency prepping device, advice. You know, it's like, make sure you have, like, a battery and then medical supplies and then food stored away. Like, those are just things you should actually just always have on hand in case of some sort of natural disaster. And it's, yeah, it's like an addition onto your already existing survival. Exactly. Bug out bag. And then, just again, we're just comparing zombies to different franchises, right? And so that was, his was also just all, just like, this is just something that exists. Zombies are just a disease that exists in, this, in the world. And that's how he treated it in his fiction. And so basically, the zombie survival guide was a, a story Bible for him to then use to write World War Z later. Because World War Z, from what I understand, is like a collection of accounts of World War Z, of survivors and soldiers and, and fighters in World War Z. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, it's, it was interesting, actually. Well, I, uh, it's been a while since I read it. Also, I put a picture in this chat. You should look at it real quick. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was a, a bunch of individual stories, not necessarily related, but they were loosely. He was kind of building a story with all of those separate stories, you know, an overarching story, and it I, I was surprised by it. It was it was really good. Yeah, it's World War Z see? is is fun. I need to read the books still. I need to you read should, the books. Yeah. Did you see the picture? I did see the picture. I've seen it. You before. remember that? I do remember that. I I feel bad for those. Is that does that imply it's a zombie cat, or is the cat just in on it? I don't I don't know. Like, are, are you are you going to edit this picture in or no? 
I mean, I, o- I opened it, so it got recorded. It got screen capped, oh, so it's already oh, it's already a part of the recording. Um, well, then, for those of you who don't know, when or who can't see it, when World War Z came out, the movie, there's this poster. It's a real poster, except for this circled piece. It's less, there's a bunch of zombies piling up towards a helicopter, a flying helicopter, and in the pile of zombies falling off, there's just a cat. There's a silhouette of a cat. Just ah. he's just there. It's right. He, it's going after the helicopter. He is he jumping towards the helicopter or is he falling off? I think, I think no. Think, he's jumping towards. He's obviously jumping towards the helicopter. <laughs> okay. And he's a zombie Excellent. cat, right? He's just, like, it must be then. The Why post, else would he? The poster implies that the disease is jump species. Hmm. That that's what it's telling me. You know, not even not even Army of Darkness did they bring back dead cats. So that's something a little scarier, if you ask me. But I guess I could I could spoil just a little bit how the zombies work in Kingdom, right? Like I've already I was gonna I was gonna ask. Mm-hmm. Give me a specifics on because you know every zombie movie's got its own different zombies. Yeah. There's fast zombies, slow mm-hmm. zombies, smarter zombies, yeah. really so, dumb zombies. Yeah. So these are not brain eating zombies. These are flesh eating mm-hmm. zombies, right? Would they turn a brain down offered to them? No. But they'll never they won't really get there. That's not really the objective. The objective is just biting, really. Right? And if I think they've torn a few people apart, but I it's yeah. you know, that's par for the course when you're when you're trying to like you're mangle people. You gotta tear people up. Exactly. So these are these are flesh eating zombies, specifically, not braiding zombies. They are running. They run. And they are All right. They go to sleep during the day. Right. Yeah. Kind of like I Am Legend kind of stuff. Like I Am Legend, but they're not afraid of sunlight. It's not like a vampire thing. Oh. Right? They're just completely nocturnal? They're just nocturnal. Well, I'm debating how Are much they, I should spoil it. Because like compulsively nocturnal? They're, in a way, it's technically they're not nocturnal either. I want to leave this open because hmm. it's actually like a dramatic, like a dramatic element is sort of them figuring out or them discovering new information about how the zombies operate. So I'm going to yeah. I'm going to leave it there. These are running zombies who sleep during the day and uh they're they're flesh eating. They're flesh eaters. And as you should be. That that's it. Those are sort of the basics you need to know about these zombies. It's not the walking dead where they like they hobble around and they stand there and people have an opportunity to just sort of like shoot them in the head, right? Another thing I should point out is not only are they nocturnal, they hide. So like they they'll find places to hide during the day. So they'll have nests. Oh, right. And so yeah. that's a critical part because it's actually very difficult for the people to deal with them during the day. Like it sort of becomes a question, do we go out and hunt zombies during the day or do we fortify? Like I think that's mm-hmm. a que- I I might be full of shit there. I don't remember if that's an actual question posed, but that is something to consider with these zombies. Like, are you just like, are you going to go look for them? Or are you going to hide yourself, you know? Prepare for the night, so to speak. Or literally, I should say. Prepare for when they come back. Because they'll they'll hide under everything. As soon as the sun, so it, as soon as the sun comes up, they, they'll hide as if they're, they're vampires. Like but it, not. it hurts them. Yeah. Gotcha. And so interesting, but it doesn't hurt them the same way it would a vampire where like they burst up in smoke. Yeah, 
you know, they just don't like the sun. So they will they will hide and they will hibernate and literally be dead until the night comes, until the sun sets. And then they'll get back, they'll crawl out from wherever they're hiding and they'll go start attacking people again. And they'll search out for people. Like these right. are these are predatory zombies as opposed to just so, like, what's up? From what I can gather, I, I think I'll for sure watch the show. It sounds really interesting. Not that I wasn't already going to watch everything we talk about, but uh, the three words I can gather to describe the show are Korean Mm -hmm. zombie politics. Mm -hmm. And I think we focused on two of them. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you feel about Korean uh, entertainment so far. So Korean entertainment. Where, Where do you stand? On yeah, I, I mean, because it's a big deal now. There's a lot coming yeah, out of Korea. I think you, I think you have an idea of my thoughts on Korean cinema and movie making. They're fucking killing it, dude. They're knocking yeah. it out of the park. They're doing amazing things. Oh, actually, well, since we're yeah now talking about the Korean element, mm-hmm. uh, tell me if you saw. I always forget the name. It's another one of those things where you you never remember the name. Never remember. Did the you name. see that uh, Netflix zombie drama? Which one? With the high schoolers. Uh, hold on. I think it came up on my recommended just now. Is that Sweet Home or is it The Eighth Night? No, or it's All of, all us, of are dead. us Are Dead. All of Us Are wait, Dead. Ho- wait, so there's three total so Korean like, high school zombie shows? I'm looking at this. It says Sweet Home, scary suspenseful horror called Sweet Home. As humans turn into savage monsters and wreak, ha- wreak terror. One troubled teen and his apartment neighbors fight to survive and hold on to their humanity. I think I'll add that to my list. That looks good. So, hmm. Wow, there really are. There's so many Korean zombie shows. Okay, so this is, uh, I mean, they might be going through their own, like, zombie renaissance. Or might have been, right? This this one's from 2020. Okay. Yeah, I see that, too. Yeah, it's from Uh, 2020. You know, I think I might have, I remember seeing, yeah, pictures for this. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, Some advertisements, yeah, but Korean. anyway, the oh, the based, one I was thinking based of, on webtoon, also. Okay, their webtoons are also very popular at the moment. Uh, but the one I was thinking of is "All of Us Are Dead," uh-huh. which actually would definitely be a candidate here for this show because I was hearing a lot about it, mm-hmm. but then you know it just died down. I'm sure lots of people watched it, but mm-hmm. it can't. It didn't reach like mm-hmm. critical mass, like. Um, squid game did okay i'll, I'll have to you, check that you one didn't out. what's up you didn't watch well no don't because you know I, I, let me tell you about yeah, it yeah oh. defending the house we have invaders once again invaders once again the dogs defend are out. us gather the garrison defend us pumba even though i'm not there uh let's see here there okay so there's this other one right called the eighth night which is not a zombie i just i'm learning that now right but this is a very interesting. I, <laughs> it's called it's called the Eighth Night, and okay. the tagline is or the synopsis is: with prayer beads in one hand and an axe in the other, a monk hunts down a millennia-old spirit that's possessing humans and unleashing hell on Earth. I'm gonna watch that. I'm. <laughs> I know you are. I'm gonna watch that. That sounds I'm great. Al- I'm also learning mm-hmm. while we're recording. Yeah. I should not tell you to look something up on netflix you're what? gonna drop you're, you're falling down a hole i'm trying to tell you about a show and you're you told me about three sh- different shows already 
Yeah, okay, so all of us are dead. Let me read it. So it says it is Korean cake drama based on webtoon teen TV shows, right? All of us are dead. Uh, it's official. Another mm-hmm. season is coming. There's only one season so far. A high school a high school becomes ground zero for a zombie virus outbreak. Trapped students must fight their way out or turn into one of the rabbit infected. Okay. I'll have to check it out. It was, well, again, don't. I'm going to tell you about it. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. That's a good show for I'm... me to, to tell you about. All right. So you... Well, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. If it is too similar... I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's a whole separate show. It's a whole separate, and show. it's also very good. Yeah. So if it so, if it's good enough for you to recommend that we make an episode about it, then I'll hold off on watching it. I need to finish watching the Orville, and so because oh, uh, the third season came out recently, I need to I need to catch up on. I need to finish season two and then watch that. Yeah. So can I? What? I need to get this out somewhere. Where? What? What? What is what is the deal with the Orville? I, I've seen it. Seen I it? saw. I bel- I think mm-hmm. for sure the first season. I think I saw the second one, or at least some of it. Yeah. I don't get what's the deal. You, what's the big deal? You don't get the it's, big deal. It's Star I Trek. Get, it's Star Trek, but it better. It is. But it's. N- is it? I okay. So there's so many different it's, flavors of Star. Okay, so let's just call that. I think that's enough of. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we're already at it now. Well, that's just a recording, right? So, like, you know, we had a little preamble, right? But this is part of it. This, this is, is this part, part of, of the episode. Ted. This is part of the episode. But like, let's say like we're done talking about Kingdom. I think I sold you on Kingdom. It's great. Yeah, I definitely. can say more about it, but it's just great. Watch it. It's so we're, we're fucking kind of short changing the Koreans, but okay. I don't think so. We've gone over. There's like three other shows I have to watch now. Because no, you keep equating what? you discovering new shows uh-huh. to good. You did good. Everything is you what? did right. That's not what you you distracted us by like, ooh, a show I can watch. Ooh, another one. But it's tangentially related. You know, it was like, oh, what what's that I, category called? Because you watched this, here are these other things you can watch. So I'm gonna watch it and I'll we we will report back, right? So I won't watch All of Us Are Dead. Right, I won't watch mm-hmm. that. I'll watch the other two, and I'll report back. Maybe there'll be an episode on on those. Maybe they won't be. Right. All I can hope what? is that your job and your other shows you're mm-hmm. in the middle of they're gonna keep you so busy you won't ever get to it. <laughs> but that's probably gonna be the not case. that I don't want you to. That's probably not gonna that be I don't the case. want you to. But we'll we'll get to it. Okay, we'll get to it. But the Orville. Moving on to another show called the. The Orville. Well, I turned it down at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, you turned it down at the So be- I'm kind of, I do want to bring it back up. Like, I'm curious, what is the magic to you? What, For what me, is What is the big deal? Back in the day, the original Star Trek was groundbreaking for a lot of reasons, right? One of the reasons was sort of like its social commentary was brand new and groundbreaking. You know, uh, one of the first multiracial kisses on television the commentaries, the allegories for racism and moving on, the idea of this utopian society of the future that we can one day reach and one day live in, and the idea that we can overcome all of these problems that we exist, that currently exist in our lives, uh, is a great message. It's a great message for positivity and inclusivity and peace on earth and peace throughout the galaxy, like all that jazz. It's great. It was groundbreaking at the time. But of course, with, and I've said this before, and maybe the last episode was that, like, 
once you do 20 seasons of something, it begins to lose its flavor. It begins to lose sort of what what made it special at the beginning, you know? So, like, Star Trek, the original series, was groundbreaking, right? Next Generation, wonderful show. Wonderful show. I think it also had some episodes in there. I don't remember that much of it. I need. I should rewatch Next Generation. But Gene Roddenberry, I remember learning in a documentary that his objective was to, like, just make a show. He ma- he wanted to make another Star Trek show, but he wanted to remove all of the action, all of the violence. He wanted to make it all about politics. He wanted to make all about make all of it just be about solving people coming together and solving issues and moving on into this utopian age. Like more cultures joining the Federation. But, you know, the show got away from him. The, you know, the ratings, ratings responded well to action, right? And you know, uh, Patrick Stewart was more more than glad to take a Tommy gun and shoot up the Borg. You know, he was more than glad to do all that. So it got a, it got a little bit away from that. But you can argue over like who was right, who was wrong, right? But next gen, no, I don't think anybody's gonna say next generation sucked, right? Some people prefer Kirk to Picard, but I don't think anybody's gonna There's, say yeah, yeah. That's one of those debates that's always gonna be yeah. there. But you've already lost in next generation. You've already lost a lot of the. Some of you've lost some of the social commentary, right? By Voyager, I think it's still kind of intact. If from what I remember, I think Deep Space Nine actually did a lot of like social commentary, if I remember correctly. If I if I know, I never watched it, but I heard a lot about how some people just love Deep Space Nine, other people hated it. Um, but I think it retained it. Then you talk about Enterprise which I think came later. Like I'm just listing off the different series, right? My point is there's so many things that Star Trek did. They they spoke about problems that existed then that now is sort of like par for the course, you know? Like inclusivity is something that has been fought for and still fought for. So really speaking about that isn't really groundbreaking anymore, you know? And well, I mean, okay, so mm-hmm. yeah. That's one of the great strengths, the mm-hmm. beginnings of Star Trek, mm-hmm. and it has that to rely on. It's like it came from these really great roots. Mm-hmm. It had a good message. Even if it's gotten lost, mm-hmm. it came from that. Why then is a new show that's basically, in my eyes, spoofing Star Trek? Mm-hmm. Why is that such a big deal? I so, get it. You can have a good show, even though it's kind of like mm-hmm. heavily, not spoofing, I know, but heavily referencing another yeah. show. And I just, I don't know, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. So, and that's fine if you didn't feel it, right? Um, But I really felt it. I really loved it. And the reason why is because for the reason, so you had Star Trek, as I just explained, be groundbreaking and do all these things, right? But the problem is that it gets stuck, it got stuck in the utopian society idea, right? Where they're like, oh, two species that have hated each other for hundreds of of years, if not millennia, suddenly can shake hands and then like begin this process out of fucking nowhere right uh and sometimes you know star trek does sometimes point out how like difficult that is to get difficult to get into that situation but um it's it's sort of just like at the end of the day star trek becomes a lot of sunshines and rainbows right oh we defeated we defeated the bad guy we saved the day now there can be peace and everything's hunky-dory in the federation and everything's great 
and they don't really show you like the inner workings of the Federation all that much, and the, not a lot of the yeah, maintenance. Yeah. The reason why the Orville is great, and this ties directly into the spoofing, into like sort of the crude humor that is allowed on the show, because mm-hmm. they they allowed themselves to do the crude humor, they actually opened the door to talk about very serious subjects and very complicated things like and i don't mean just like oh there's a like it's weird i'm not saying necessarily saying that like oh because they can make a dick joke they can make commentary about dicks or maybe that's Mm -hmm. exactly what i'm saying it's you got dicks on the mind basically there is oh he didn't catch that i I did catch that i'm ignoring (laughs) it okay i'm moving on because because he got dicks on the brain. You son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No. What? What am I supposed to do? Not okay, respond? Mom. Yeah. No, I, I can't hear that. Oh, you can't hear I can that? only hear you responding to it. No, I didn't. Who knows? Probably, who knows if he'll pick up on my mic or not. All right, someone asked me to do something. In case anybody, hear, anybody heard it. Didn't hear it. But, going back, the Orville can say things and do things that are like fucking they can ask very difficult questions that Star Trek won't ask today because Star Trek is like a billion dollar franchise now right it's a legacy franchise that CBS uses to make yeah. oodles and oodles of money and so you won't rock the oodles. boat right like even like they'll okay. like they'll have like gay characters and trans characters or like non-binary characters especially in Star Trek Discovery which is great mm-hmm. really really great really nice right but I haven't watched it, but I, I've heard it's decent. Star Trek Discovery, really good. I would also recommend it. But they don't really ask difficult questions to the same degree as the Orville can. Because the Orville is like no holds bar, we will make dick jokes sometimes. They ask very difficult questions. Like, I'm trying to decide in my mind what bit of information do I give you that's not too spoilery, but also delivers on this. <sighs> there's a character. I mean, there, yeah. There's a character who comes from an all-male species, right? And I think I remember this episode. So he comes yeah. from an all-male species and... Like Korg. Sort of, yeah. Like Korg. But they are super heterophobic extremely heterophobic where to the point where because there's interspecies relationships in the show right and that's just something yeah happens and so one of these if one of these members of this species which is all male and i'm i'm if you've watched the orville you'll know that i'm gliding over a very important fact about that species as well that i won't mention here because it's spoilers but they are a questions posed or like a problem is posed where what do you do like this society is fully within the union their version of the federation right and yes there's a cat here here's a cat's tail don't i'm petting it sure sure buddy (laughs) it's here right it's there it's it's there same orientation it's the same orientation it's there you don't gotta worry about it hey taco taco she doesn't care i'll give you a burrito she doesn't care she doesn't she does she like burritos if there's meat inside yeah but basically, you have this species that's already joined the union, right? 
an ally, right? But right. they are literally going to execute a member of their own species, right? Like someone who's heralded as, as like a hero, as a genius, as a celebrity. They're ready to execute one of their own people publicly uh, for being straight, for, for liking I, a female. And I know that doesn't sound great at first, I, but well, like... No, no, I, I get what I I remember this episode. I have seen that mm-hmm. episode. I don't remember really how it plays out or mm-hmm. anything, but I I remember that. And honestly, you describing it, I I believe you're doing a great mm-hmm. job describing it. I just get hung up on, you know, certain parts of this. Like why why is this race considered all male? Mm-hmm. Why is obviously that means to like a human standard? Mm-hmm. Why are they? Why are they? Why do they even exist as like a a you know a a gendered norm of human male? That makes yeah. no sense. A, a species that would exist where there's only one gender, and I'm assuming they procreate asexually, not asexually. So uh, okay, uh, so I'm just gonna have know, to spoil on, it. But I'm just gonna have to spoil it for the audience because yeah, um, go I I for my benefit too. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna spoil it. They are not a one gender species. They are there. They have females, but okay. they women. Kind of remember. It that. is a completely misogynistic society. They they and do not. And then again, I. It is a completely misogynistic society. Again, like that. That is the problem. That is the problem with like a lot of these characters. They have no way of solving this problem. Like, how do we deal with these cultural norms of this crew member and his people? How do we come to terms with that on this ship? When they believe these things and when they like, like they, the show fully tells you that like, there's nothing these characters can do about it. There's nothing to do because then they're interfering with this other culture that clearly has these problems. Yeah. But like, how do we, how do we help how, without getting into a war with them? How do we, how do we talk about this with them? How do we cl- talk them off this cliff? And it asks those questions, and the truth is there's no answer to those questions, which is the great thing. Because if it was Star Trek, either they wouldn't present the problem at all, or they would make up a solution or invent a solution, like a fairy tale. And I'm just going to... I think... I'm going to spoil it, even though I think it's like probably the heaviest thing in the show. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that. I mean, it's not, it's not okay, the let, only let, heavy thing. What's up? Let me kind of give you a little bit more of what I'm feeling then. That yeah. way it's not just you pressured to just give more. Okay. I think I'm still not sold. And no it's not any you know indictment of your description of your being a fan and trying to sell me on it. Mm-hmm. I just... Because I remember I saw this episode. I saw at least the first season of the show, mm-hmm. which you know I'm assuming isn't like one of those shows where the first season you just have to get through. It, this first one is considered decent. No, right? the Compared first season, yeah, the first season the is considered decent. It's not one of the best. But I saw that and it's just it might be very specific to me. I don't think I really enjoy Seth MacFarlane's humor that much. I, I think I it's would say his too hum- long-winded. Yeah. I think it there's just too it's just a really long draw, you know, uh, it, there's just it's not even thought well thought out to earn like the level to which he draws things out. 
he laughs he he i think he creates in my opinion he's creating humor based on the fact that something is just drawn out not that it's being drawn out for a reason i would say i would agree with you and that the Mm -hmm. best parts of the show are when he's not being funny or when he's not trying to be funny that one of the problems if like one of the problems with the show is that a lot some of these jokes about half the time the joke will like interrupt will like get in the way of the drama so mm-hmm. I will 100% give you that because some of the jokes are distracting, right? Some of them are well-timed. Some of them are just like, oh, he snuck that in there or it's just like really like fit into that moment because it felt natural to be funny there. But a lot of the times it's, especially in season one, it's like you didn't need a joke there. You didn't need a joke there. You didn't need this. You, you didn't need to put that there. And like a lot of the stuff I'm describing to you is not funny. Like, they don't make fun of it. These are, like, very dramatic situations yeah. where, like, they end on, I like... That. Like, these are, like... They cut away to commercial at these moments the same way Star Trek did when it had similar moments. Where just, like, cliffhanger moments, like, we just discovered this appalling thing. What do we do? Dun-dun. Fade to black. And then come back after commercial break and it's like, what are we going to do? But, like, it's... It's. I just think it's really good. But you're right. The show, the hum, Seth MacFarlane's humor, undercuts the show. It undercuts the the dramatic weight of the show, and it can in many times. But sometimes, I'd say season two gets better regarding that. But okay. another reason why, like the events and this whole thing with this guy's culture like this comes up a few times right like it's not just one episode about this guy and his culture it is it feels like the setup to a bad joke though it's not there's this that's the thing there's a like a biologically dis- predisposed like misogynist on the crew it's well he, it seems so specific like it's a setup for a joke you know that's what i'm trying to tell you it's not like it's not a setup to a joke like there's i i know there's I know. no no there, but there's more to it because of Seth MacFarlane's reputation, that's just a funny thing that I didn't consider. You, I think you would be right to assume that, knowing Seth MacFarlane and all of his other projects, like Family Guy and The Cleveland Show and all his other shows, American Dad. But That's why I say it feels like a setup to a joke. I, I, I understand. It does it definitely have depth. Yeah. There are great moments. I'm almost done with show. season two. I can tell you for a fact it's not the setup of a joke. And it's and that's like yeah, that's not the I've, commentary. I've figured. The commentary isn't some sort of like switch around where just like or political commentary about like it was like all oh, the, the liberals would feel this way too. They want their fucking dream society where everyone's gay. It's not that. Right? <laughs> it's which would be hilarious if it was, but it it's not that. What it is is <laughs> I, I I'd watch that. The the show really is trying to highlight like that the biggest problem that the characters are trying to deal with is hatred and prejudice. And mm-hmm. it, the show has many episodes where they introduce mechanisms over how this hatred and prejudice is born and why it exists in, in certain societies and how the union, the Federation, is trying mm-hmm. to create a universe where people can be evolved beyond that, can be, can be evolved beyond the hatred and, and the prejudice and... The most recent episode I watched, right? Just to go spoilers, I won't say what episode. It's it's in season two later. There's a guy who is... They have their own version of the Kleons, right? Like, yeah. like warrior culture, 
maybe that's not accurate, but like fanatical enemy of the of the <laughs> union of the federation that will not yield. But they finally agreed to peace talks, right? They finally okay. agreed uh, to peace talks, but there's this guy who's an escaped prisoner of the krill, this other this other race, this other warlike culture who's been <laughs> fighting them. Yes, the krill. Did they get eaten by whales? No, 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 no. Is is the other race some whale approximation? No, no, they're like they're like lizard people. And so yeah. they're lizard people and it's again, it's not a setup to a joke. It's actually like a complex like the relationship between the union and the krill empire is a social commentary on on the west versus on the, um, the west versus the middle east and it's it's not a punchline it's not a punchline and difficult discussions are had about this scenario this war between the two factions right but they're finally going to sit down for peace talks and then you have this human who's escaped captivity right and he's essentially bombing krill ships right in an act of yeah. vengeance and again, he believes he's entirely in the right. But because there's these peace accords that are about to happen, now the Union cannot let him go free. They have to give him back to the Krill. Because he's now... Because now that there's talks of peace, now he's technically a criminal and a terrorist. And he's... They don't call him a terrorist, but it's, it's, he's bombing... He's bombing ships and killing people. To his argument, they're krill, they deserve it, it's, it's war. And the argument to be made was that like we need to reach peace talks so that way the deaths can stop. And it's a it's a difficult there's no way to convince that other character that he needs to stop bombing these the krill. There's no way to convince him of that. So how do you resolve that conflict or how does it end? Like it I'm just saying that like I like the Orville because it doesn't have a magical solution. It doesn't have a magical solution to a lot of these problems. There's like one episode mm -hmm. recently. They lit they literally had to lie in order to to survive, in order to win the day, so to speak. They had to lie to this culture and the species in order to get the species to do the right thing. They had to lie and they had to manipulate in order to do it. Like it's it wasn't necessarily I, the right thing to do, you know? And it's I get that there's yeah, there's no, there's I mean, consequences it, in this show that last throughout the show, you know? So like the first Yeah. It Yeah. I grant you the show does build more. Mm -hmm. There's more to it. Much more to it than just cheesy jokes or not cheesy, but mm -hmm. just dumb jokes, dumb humor, there's laughing still, at the marveling at just cool space stuff. It's there's more to it. I there's more that. to it. But it does have all those things. It has corny jokes. It has marveling at the space stuff, I will say. It had like there'll be like parts of episodes where like the crew's just like, Wow, look at that. Like there there's an episode where they're watching a planet be destroyed by a red dwarf. And they're there to, they're an exploratory ship. They're there to collect scientific data, right? And so they're like, they're just watching it happen. And they're like, they're like, in 20 minutes, the, it goes like, in 20 minutes, the, the atmosphere is about to be sucked up by the sun. And it's like, they show the whole thing and it's visually interesting. And the show does a lot. The show has a lot of layers to it. And they have a lot of episodes that are just about, you know, 
crew members and personal problems and trying to get over like there's a lot of character development in the show too and it's just a very good show that is remains consistently thoughtful and i think i think you brought up an excellent point with like you're expecting all of this to be a setup to a joke i think that is a very healthy and reasonable expectation for a seth MacFarlane property it's healthy like I think so, because based off his reputation, he does jokes, right? He makes crass and crude jokes for a living. That's how he mm-hmm. became rich and famous, right? And that dude is so rich. He is so rich. He's so rich. He's so famous. And he did it. Well, he did it with we, dick we, jokes we, and fart jokes and like jokes about minorities. And it's like we gotta close out we gotta close up soon. We do. We do have I I, I, I get you. Yeah. I get you. I'll tell you what, Josh. What? Because of of what you've told me here. Mm-hmm. And your passion for this show. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fucking watch it. No, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't I'm have to at all. Back to I, I, no, did I, add it to, I did it's, add it to the list. It depends. There's other factors. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, if I were to ever run out of stuff to watch, mm-hmm. otherwise, it's certainly not, you know, at the bottom of the list of stuff I could go back and revisit. Mm-hmm. But I don't currently have plans to go back to it. Because, yeah, I really, it's just, I feel like it's specific to me, I, I admit. It's just not my thing, you know. There's too much of his humor to really for me to just enjoy mm-hmm. the deeper parts of the show. You know, I think that's also an aspect for this show that I didn't consider. Reasons not to watch something, you know. It's not to <laughs> again, and this is not shit, this is not shit talking the Orville, right? But this is you boiling it down to like a specific like you do, you're not a fan of his writing and his creative process and just his his stuff and that's fine right i, I wouldn't go that far i just yeah well, you I don't think like his stuff that's okay it, i do like some of his stuff I, I just some i don't and this is one of those i don't that's okay and that's okay but the it's weird though i fucking love space i love space shows mm-hmm. i love sci-fi you would think you know crude jokes on a reasonable like sci-fi show a space exploration show that seems right up my alley but i just i just it's okay it's okay if it's not your cup of tea and i think that's enlightening to talk about that sort of thing yeah yep it's yeah i i there is kind of that it's taken a while but i do kind of feel that gratification Mm mm-hmm in doing that self-exploration and, you know, realizing to yourself, like, you know, I don't really like the show. I know a lot of other people are, mm-hmm. but I just don't like it. It's not my thing. And that's okay. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. And if... You know what is my thing, what? though? What? Koreans. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> maybe we'll, Not really. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll just... Serena, end. don't listen to this. Maybe. I'm joking. It's a complete joke trying to bring it back to the uh-huh. to kingdom. <laughs> bring it back to kingdom. So I think we'll... I've been staring at a zombie tiger uh-huh. this whole time. I've got Netflix open right yeah. now. And... Is there a zombie tiger in that show? I think there is. Uh... Yeah, I think it's the special. Yeah, Action it is the, the special. North. Yeah, and there's a zombie tiger. The splash on the mm-hmm. uh, the little window there. It's just staring at. There me. is a zombie tiger. Yes, I remember that now. But I think we'll call it there, right? This has been. <gasps> the, there's two more. There's two yeah, more. Yeah, there's two look, more cats look, right look there. There's two more. That is butters. And that is Thor. Oh, Butters. You know what? I think butters it was Butters last Thor. time. Yep. They were trying to eat. Wait, so of... there's... What's up? There's four cats. There's there's six cats. 
Jesus, you have six cats? I'm t- one of them's the neighbors. But that's still five cats plus a visitor. It's too many cats. It's still in your house. It's still in You're my house. interacting with it. It's your cat. He visits. She visits. She belongs to the little girl next door, okay? Anyway, that's Consume Content Episode 4. You know, get in well, the get in the Discord. You know, tell us why you don't like the Orville. You know? Let can we honestly Seth MacFarlane is just so tiring to me sometimes. Can we please not? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it more. <laughs> okay. We won't talk about it anymore. But what I do want uh-huh. to talk more about is Kingdom. Kingdom. So mm-hmm. I will go see that and then maybe yeah. offline you and I'll talk more about it. Cool. Kingdom is on Netflix yeah. as well as the uh, mm-hmm. the two point five season special. Mm-hmm. Get it wherever you can. Get it wherever you can. Link to the Discord will be in the description of the podcast. You know, we'll see you next time. Oh, will it? Huh? Yeah, it will. It usually is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's usually at the bottom. But, oh, okay. uh, I'm 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 gonna watch for it. The Absolutely. one time it's not there, the I'm gonna. T- you're gonna call I'm me out on angry. it. Okay. All right. Do I ever fail to call you out? No, you don't. You don't ever fail to call me out. All right, I'm going to hit stop now. (laughs) Okay, stop. Bye, Josh. Bye. Bye, Matt.